0: for the great things you've done for us, for the things you continue to do for us, we say thank you. For in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Father, we are here celebrating you, irrespective of what the enemy thinks, irrespective of what they think we desire or what we deserve, but your word, is supreme yes, and your word rule over all the earth And we thank you for speaking your word over us. Lord. Thank you for the promises you, that are in your word. Amen. Thank you for your word is loaded with blessings, you, with life, Amen. with light. Amen. We cannot just thank you enough
1: yes, Father.
0: that we are here sound in our body. Mm-hmm. Our mind is intact. Yes, Lord. Our intellect is working well. Yes, it's because you allowed it. Yes, we appreciate you. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Amen. We don't want to take it for granted yes, that we saw another day today. Yes, we want to thank you Hallelujah. for being so faithful. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Could you please reduce the, the base and increase the volume? Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You people look so radiant. Beautiful. The glory of God is seen upon you. And a lot of people will be jealous of that. If you want to learn how to be beautiful in God's presence, come here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This month is our month of enjoying God's presence. You see, the Holy Spirit is so smart, is so coordinated that He blows our mind. He amazes us. He knows what we think. He knows our thoughts. And he know how to communicate it from one to another, even without we talking. That is amazing. The last song, what was I was planning to sing since yesterday, before I preached. And I never said a word to the praise and worship leader. And that was what she ended with. Is that not amazing? Is that not amazing? He knows how to communicate if only we learn how to listen. Glory be to God. Well, if you have a meeting scheduled for today, you may have to cancel. You may have to cancel it because I got you today. I have you. And if you did not sleep yesterday night, I advise you take some sleeping peace so that you can listen. Hallelujah. So you better be ready. To be for one is to be (laughs) Uh, great grace ministry. Hallelujah. Let us stand up and read Psalm 72 together. Psalm 72. Somebody get a mic. Psalm 72. Any version we do. Let us read it in God's presence. One, two, go. Give justice, Give justice to the, to the king, king oh God, God, and righteousness to the king's son. son.
1: That's me. Help, Help him judge, him judge your, your people in the, the right way. way.
0: Let, Let the, the poor always be treated fairly. May the, the mountains yield prosperity for, for all. all. And, and may the hills be fruitful
1: because, because the, the king does what, what is right. May him help him, help him to defend, him to defend the, the poor, to rescue the children of the needy and, and to crush their, their oppressors.
0: May, may he live as long as, as the sun shines, shines. As, as long, long as, as the moon continues in the skies. sky, yes, forever. May he, he rain, rain be, be as refreshing, refreshing as the springtime rains,
1: like the showers that waters the earth,
0: May, May all the godly, the godly flourish, flourish
1: during, during his reign.
0: May there be
1: abundant prosperity until the end of time.
0: May he reign from sea to sea, to sea and from the Euphrates river to the, the ends of the earth.
1: Desert
0: no monarchs we bow before him. His enemies will fall before him in the dust.
1: The,
0: the western kings, kings of Tasha and the island will bring him bring tributes. Him tributes. The, the eastern kings of Sheba and Saba will bring him
1: gifts. All kings will bow before him and all nations will serve him.
0: He will rescue the poor
1: when they cry to him. He will help the oppressed who have no one to defend them. He feels pity for the weak and the needy, and he will rescue them. He will will save them from from oppression and from violence, for their their lives are precious to him.
0: Long live the king.
1: May the gold of Sheba
0: be given to him.
1: May the people always pray for him and bless him all the day long. May, may there, there be abundant, abundant crops throughout, throughout the island, flourishing even on the mountain, mountain top. May the may fruit trees flourish as they do in Lebanon, Lebanon
0: sprouting up like, like grass in a field. <coughs> may the king's name, name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun shines. May all nations be blessed through him and bring him praise. Bless the Lord God, the God of Israel,
1: who alone does such wonderful things. Bless his glorious name forever, Let Let the the whole earth earth be filled filled with with his glory. glory. Amen Amen and
0: And amen. 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 Hallelujah. What an an interesting psalm. Read verse 5 of it for me again.
1: May he live as long as the sun shines. He said, may he live
0: as long as the sun shines. Who is he talking about? The king. May the king live as long as the sun shines. shines. Uh-huh.
1: As long as the moon continues as in the skies. As long
0: as the moon continues in, in the, the skies. skies. Yes, Yes, forever. forever. Hallelujah. Where well, the title of the message is My Amazing God. My Amazing God. You see this prayer point? If you were God, will you answer it? He said, May the king, he's talking about the king of Israel, he was talking about David. He said, May the king live as long as the sun shines. Is that possible? Will God answer that prayer? Put it back. My amazing God. He said, God is so amazing. When you pray, He just listens to your prayers music. Made he said, May He live as long, may the king live as long. As the sun shines, as long as the moon continues in the sky, yes, forever. You want the king, of, the king of Israel to live forever. And where is David today? Where is King David? It's in Uromi. It's dead. You may God did not answer this prayer. Don't pray some don't pray wrong prayers. Where is King David? Long gone If you were God, will you answer that? If you were God, it's like your child coming to us, you know, say. Let me live forever. It's just like the dream of of Joseph. He told his uh, his experience, I saw the sun and the moon coming to bow before me. And the parents said, thank you so much. And they clapped for him. It's not like that. My God is an amazing God. Say somebody, my God is amazing. amazing. My God God is amazing. You see, God is so amazing There is so much room for us to be able to do something in his presence, and yet he's not offended. I want you to listen to that. I said, God is such an amazing God. He's so kind. He has so much patience. He has so much endurance. He has tolerance for all of us. Let's look at some examples. God In Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, let us read it. Exodus 25. Exodus 23, 25. See what God said. You must serve only the Lord, your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water. And I will keep you healthy. Wow. God said so. I said, God is amazing. He's my amazing God. He said, when you serve God, when you worship me, I will bless your food and your water, and I will keep you healthy. And he said, if you miss that memo, if you miss this memo, go to Isaiah 65 verse 24. Isaiah 65, verse 24. See what God said. Okay. Can you read it for me? Find your Bible. Read your Bible. Read it.
1: I will answer them before they even call to me.
0: I will answer them before they even call to, to me. me. Why they are still talking to me. Why they are still talking to me. About their needs. About their needs. I will go ahead. I will go ahead and answer their prayers. I will answer them. Wow. I said, God, he is so amazing. He said, before they start calling, I will answer them. If you miss the memo in in Exodus that he promised that when you worship him, he will bless your bread and your water, and he will keep you healthy, he said this one, when you now come before him and you begin to pray before him, he said, I will answer you before you finish speaking. I will go ahead and I will fulfill it. You know, in that place he said, I know your heart desires. Yes. Why? God, you know my heart desire. Why do I need to pray to you anyway? Are you following me? God is omnipotent. He's all-knowing God. He's a wonderful God. The best of all fathers. He said, whether you are alive or dead, you belong to him. But I, pref- I prefer you are alive. I said, my God, Is an amazing God. He said, I will answer you when you call. If you worship me, I will bless your food and your water. But pray to me. I know your heart desire, but pray to me. Why? Why will I pray to you? You already know what I need. You supply my needs, not according to my needs, but according to your provisions. But you said I should stay as. Why? Because he wants us to have a sense of belonging that we are actually participating in a relationship. Did you hear me? It's not all prayers you can pray. It's not everything you pray for you will get answers for. Like what we just saw. The children of Israel praying for David. I said, may the king reign forever. As long as the sun and the moon endure it. God will just listen and say, my children, you have a very big mouth. In Acts chapter 4, or chapter 3 thereabouts, the the disciples of Jesus said, Lord, stretch out your hand from heaven and heal the sick. And a heavy hand came from heaven and healed the sick. You guys saw the hand. hallelujah. I said, God is amazing. So when we come before God, what do we expect when we are in a place dedicated to him? Remember he told David, he said, David, am I a man that lives in a house? But go ahead and build me a house anyway. (laughs) You, You remember that? He said, I'm not a man That you will build me a house. But since you said you want to build me a house, go ahead and build me a house. In Psalms, he said, The cattle of a thousand hills belong to me. They bring me an offering. Is God not amazing? He said, The cattle of a thousand hills. Belongs to me. If I was hungry, I would not tell you. So, but for me to just know that you really love me as you said you do. And you obey my word when I say do something. Give me an offering. Let me really know if you are, if you are serious. The offering you bring to God will, it make, will it make God richer. If you don't bring him an offering... Will he become poorer? Okay, imagine you are in Genesis chapter 1. Let's go there. Genesis chapter 1. I said, God is amazing. Imagine you were in, Exodus, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. Let's see. What did he say?
1: In the beginning, God created the heavens. So in, the the be- in the beginning,
0: God created the heavens and the, the earth. earth. The earth was empty. The earth was empty. And formless
1: mass clothed in darkness. And it- formless mass, mass clothed, clothed in, in darkness. darkness. And the spirit of God was hovering over its face.
0: And the spirit of God hovered.
1: over its surface.
0: surface. Okay, hold on. He said, the earth was empty, a formless mass clotted in darkness. That must be very beautiful. Hmm? Imagine you were there and you met God and God said, the heavens and the earth belongs to me. I own the cattle of a thousand hills. I can kill and I can make a life. Will you call God a rich man or a poor man? What will you think God is? He said the earth was empty. Empty. Nothing. The place was dark. And it's only you and God. You will say God is a rich man. That is poor. That is poverty of the greatest degree. But he was still God. All things still consist in him. In him there is life. In him there is abundance of kindness, abundance of joy. Will you meet God and you. Okay, when you met God in such a state, don't you think God would have been sad? Because everything he had was empty. He had nothing. That's what he said. He said the earth was empty, formless. He has no shape. And above all, it was covered with darkness. Then you suddenly show up. And this man said, I am your father. I will provide for you all of your needs. You say, God, you are a liar. oh hallelujah I said God is an amazing God God in the beginning began to show us that we don't have to judge our estates by what we can see or what we can handle because we carry so much when we have God we have all things he said seek not after that which perish but go after the living water Hallelujah. Imagine coming before such a God. Imagine we brought the children of Israel. We brought them. We can bring them back into that scenario. And they are now praying to God and said, God, may the king live forever. Can you give me Psalm uh, 72 verse 1? 72 verse 1. 72 verse 1. He said, Give justice to the king. Where would God have justice out of that time? Will he have any, does he have anything? If you met God, if I come to your house now, your house is empty. There is no lights, no candle, nothing. Nothing is working. Chaos everywhere. And I now come, I say, Please give me justice. Will I be able to open my mouth and say, God, give me justice? I cannot, because I'll just judge you. I say, you know what? This one, it needs help more than I do. That's why in some places in Africa, when somebody is very ugly, they say the person is a witch. Because they just write the person off by the way he looks at you. The way you are looking right now, you look like a witch. And if you are poor, poverty actually makes you be a witch. I'm serious. That's why you must not you must not become poor. Let don't think poverty at all. Poverty, the Bible says, even when you are wise, if you even when you are the wisest among the people there and you are the poorest, whatever you say, they will not take it with seriousness. Your world becomes nothing because you are you are poor. I say an amazing God. But in all this. God says, he said, when you worship me, I will bless your bread and your water. And he told Moses, teach the people to pray to me. Teach the people to pray to me. Tell them to ask me of anything. I will do it for them. After some time, Moses left the scene. John the Baptist came. And when John the Baptist came, he had disciples follow him. They were praying like Moses prayed. But now, John the Baptist said, You know what? I will teach you people how to pray the right form of prayer. He taught his disciples how to pray. Then Jesus' followers, his disciples now said, Please, master, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples. All in a way to to communicate with God. Jesus Christ said, okay, I will teach you how to pray. He taught them. But when Jesus was about to leave, he said, all these prayers you guys have been praying. It's okay, but I'm going to send you A special helper. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He is the one that will proceed from God's presence. And whatever you ask in my name, he will do it. He will bring to your remembrance all that you need to know. He will be your healer. He will be your protector. He will be your miracle worker. He will set you above only and will never be beneath. He said, Before you ask, I will answer you. But this helper will never leave you nor forsake you. In every area of your life, whether you are sleeping, whether you are traveling, whether you are in a country where you are not known, where there is no security, no matter how dangerous or how Mary, uh, um, beautiful the place is. He said, This God, this helper will be there. Whether you insult him or you do not appreciate him, he said, I am going to give you as a gift forever. Is God not amazing? Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, My amazing. My amazing God. But when you come in his presence, some people become so, uh, I don't know the word, is it regimented? They have a formula they must follow. If you don't follow that, pro- for- if you don't follow that formula, God will be dishonored. If God was that tight fist, so controlling, why will He give us so much room? Are you following? Why will He give us so much room to be able to enjoy His presence? Why does He want us to be a part of His miracle? Why does He want us to be a part of His ministry? Why does He want us to be a part of His hand? Why does He want us to be a part of what He's thinking? God is not complicated. Are you hearing me? I said God is not complicated. Whether you bring God an offering, you pray to him, you, you said anything, it doesn't really matter. He is God. He said, I am the God that he lets thee. He is the one that takes away your sickness and your diseases when you worship him. But he said, in case you become sick, I am still the God that will heal you. So there is nothing really that is supposed to hold anybody back from enjoying God's presence. Because he said, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. But in case... You allow your circumstances to dominate you. He said learn how to put aside your emotions. Learn how to put aside your challenges and look up to God and see how great, how amazing things he has done before and he's still able to do. He's not poor. Just follow his word. Just follow his word. The one that you know, carried that one out. He said, I will still be an amazing God to you. Let us see the book of uh, Second Samuel chapter 9. Let's see what happened in the presence of a king. In the presence of a king. Second Samuel chapter 9. He said, one day, David began wondering if anyone in Saul's family was still alive. For he had promised Jonathan that he would show kindness to them. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David was the one who succeeded King Saul. Are you following? And King Saul was the first king of history. Just as the first Adam. Are you here? Before the reign of the first Adam, the second Adam has already been in, on the throne. Did I lose anybody? I said before the reign of the first Adam, which is the Adam we, we everybody knows, the Adam is in Genesis the second and the last Adam has already been in office. I mean, Jesus Christ was already in office. So, King Saul and King David was only an epitome. We were only showing us that picture of what God did. Are you following me? So, he said, when Saul... Was king. David was already in the palace. David was already practicing for king. He actually became king during. He was already anointed king before David, before Saul died. So when Saul died, not only did Saul die. Saul, Saul died. His son died, and most of the men in his in his in his in his family died were they king's children, was Jonathan a king's son? He was a king's son. He died the same day his father died. You can be a child of a king and yet still suffer. You can be the child of the Most High God, and still suffer affliction. But that is not the end of your story. Oh, hallelujah. Nobody can write you off so long as you stay with the Word of God. You may go through the valley, he's still there with you. On the mountaintop, he's still there with you. When you are praising him, he's there with you. When you are rejoicing, he's there with you. When you are sad, he's there with you. So no matter your circumstances, it doesn't alter God's state of mind. But you want a way to bring him laughter. You want your life to bring him joy. When God thinks about you, let him, let, let, let there be a smile on his face. Let it not just be any time you remember God, is because you are going to present a need to him. Said so before you ask, I already know. And I will go ahead to fulfill it. But I want you to ask, so when the result come, you will know that you played a role in it it's like you have children. You know that they will need school fees when they go to school. But you still wait for them to ask you, Father, the school fees are due. Can you please pay my school fees? It's your obligation anyway. You will still do it. But when they ask you, it shows that one, they recognizes that the your authority, authority is still supreme over their life, that you are the source of their life. And they have that connection, that satisfaction, that anytime I ask my father for something, he does it for me. That is what God wants us to be to him. So when you have a very beautiful voice, he says, I will accept your praise. When you have instruments, I will accept your praise. When you don't have instruments, I will accept your praise. You don't have a reason not to be able to praise me. When you have money, bring for me as an offering. If you don't have money, still praise me. I will still honor the praise. So you have no excuse Why you don't pray, or why you don't know what to pray for, or why you don't know how to worship? Because our God is amazing, is able to meet our needs, even before we ask. Is it everything you enjoy you pray for? Is it everything you enjoy you pray for? Did you pray for the air you are breathing right now? But God said, in all things, pray unto me. He knows we cannot do that all the time. But he said, anytime you have the chance or you, you feel that you need to talk to me, I am here to listen. And I will answer you. Okay, let's go to this story. He said, one day, David began to wonder, said, is there anyone in, still remaining in Saul's family that I can show favor to? Because I made a promise. I made a promise to Jonathan, my friend. Next verse. He summoned a man named Zeba who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Zeba? The king asked. Yes, sir. I am Zeba. Replied. The king then asked, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them in any way I can. Ziba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive, but he is crippled. Wow. What a description. It said the king's grandson is still alive, but he is crippled. The Christian is still alive, but he is sick. The Christian is still alive, but he is broke. The Christian is still there, but things are so difficult. But you still have an amazing God. He was still a grandson to the king. But he was crippled. He wasn't described as a king's son or grandson. He was described because of his of his uh, um, ailments or what he suffered. He was labored. He was known by what he was going through. Did you know what he went through was what saved him? He would have died, if not because he was crippled. He would have been one of the main child that died when Saul and his family died. So sometimes God will preserve you because of situations that you might be going through. What preserved the life of this young man was because he was crippled. That's why he was the only male child that was left behind in Jonathan's life. Was he, was he still a grandson to King Saul? Yes. Did he, did he, was he reigning as a king or as a child Or as a grandchild to a king. No. He was way far away from the palace. He was living in a village. He was living in a place where things were hard. But royalty was still in him. So no matter what you go through. Once you are born again. Eternal life is at work in you. The grace of God is at work in you. The favor of God is working in you. It cannot be taken away. It is part of your birthrights. Are you hearing me? Verse 4. He is crippled. Where is he? The king asks. In In Lodeba. Zeba told him, at the home of Maki, son of Amir. Verse 5. So David sent for him and brought him from Micah's home. Verse 6. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low in great fear and said, I am a servant. Royalty. The king's grandson, trembling, weak, feeble, already crippled. Now he was bowing down before the king. So when you come before the king, in his presence, you bow. You worship him. He bowed before the king. I said, I am your servant. But he had royalty in him. He had royalty in him. He knows what he has suffered. He know how far away he has come. He knows how people have relegated him to the ends of the city. He was in Lodabah. Far away from where kings live. Far away from the throne. Far away from the promises. Far away from the things that you have enjoyed. If his father or his grandfather was alive. Sometimes you will find yourself in places you are not supposed to be. Don't let it steal your joy. Don't let it take away the word of God that is in you. Don't allow circumstances to dominate the word of God in your life. Let it continually paint a picture of royalty to you. Let it continually remind you whose sons you are. That you have been bought, paid for by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. You may have lost all your money in investments your marriage may have collapsed. Your body may have been failing. Your story may have been similar to that of Job. But did you know that when God restored Job, he didn't just restore him to where he was. He said he gave him double. But to you, God is not going to give you double. When God restores, he restores you perfect. He restores you more than you ever could have imagined. He said when a thief is caught, he will be repaid back seven times. He will have to pay back seven times. Did somebody say that is me." Don't ever forget that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was your price. Jesus Christ is your value. Jesus Christ is the value of your life. I said, Jesus Christ is the value of my life. So constantly see Jesus in every situation. Constantly do what he commanded. Constantly pray, remind him of his promises. Remind him of what God said. If you don't see what what the word of God declared in your life, don't stop. Don't be quiet. He said, call out to me, and I will answer. He said, I am a servant. Can you imagine that picture? A crippled man, bowing down. The Bible said he was trembling. He was, he was fearful. This was where he was supposed to be. That's supposed to be the palace where he's supposed to have grown up. we were supposed to be hanging out with grandpa. If his father or his grandfather was still alive. He came to that same place, his home. And he became a stranger. And he made a confession I am your servant. verse 7. But David said, don't be afraid. I have asked you to come so that I can be kind to you. Because of my vow to your father, Jonathan. Did you know that is what God did for us in Christ Jesus? He said, I am no longer clement. I am blessing you because of Jesus, because of what Jesus did for you. I don't see you as a sinner because of what Jesus did. For you. I no longer see you as the as the first Adam. I see you as the second Adam because of what the second Adam did for you. Jesus took our place. It took our infirmity. It took our shame. It took our pain. so that we don't have to go through it anymore. He restored us to God's presence. I said, this is a picture showing us that the first Adam, the sins of the first Adam was what drove every man away from God's presence. Just as the sin of his grandfather was what took... Uh, Mephibosheth away from the king's palace. But because of what the father did, because of what Jesus did for us, we can come into God's presence and we can enjoy his presence. In his presence there is fullness of joy. There is restoration. There is life everlasting. In his presence there is life abundantly. Because Jesus Christ said, I am the way. I am the truth. Above all, he said, I am life. I am life. See what he said. Do not be afraid. I have asked you to come so that i can be kind to you because of my vow to your father did god said if you accept jesus as your lord and savior that all your sins will be forgiven yes god says so only if you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord he said you are born again you are born again and all things he said the old things we what Pass away, and behold, all things will become new. In his presence, all things become new, all things come alive. Look at what he said. He said, Jonathan, I will give you all the land that once belonged to your grandfather Saul. Not to your father, Jonathan. Because, remember, kings call it unto kings. In God's calendar, we have only two men. The first Adam, the first man, and Jesus, the last man. Whatever transpires in between, It's irrelevant. So long you are identified with one of them. It's either you identify with the first Adam you die or you identify with the second Adam and live forevermore. Are you hearing me? He said, I will give to you all the land that once belonged to your grandfather's soul and you may live here with me, in the palace. From the village to the palace, from you answering to servants, now going to be saved. I say in his presence is fullness of restoration. When God restore you, he restore you better than you were. It doesn't matter how many people have stolen from you. It doesn't matter what the enemy have tried to take from you or have taken from you. When God restores you, he will set a new standard for you. Oh, hallelujah. And I will give you all the lands that once belonged to your grandfather's soul. And you. May live here. With me. At the palace. Where do you think this man would have been? Do You think this man was still standing? He's still on the floor. He's still on the floor. He's still there. In worship. Before the king. And now not only is he going to rise from that position of weakness, it's not only going to rise from that po- po- uh, position of lack to a place where he no longer needs to think of what to eat the next day. Suddenly, he that came into the presence of God into the presence of a king, poor and wretched, suddenly owns land, suddenly have more than enough, and inherited servants. This is what God did for us in Christ Jesus. He gave us life, and life everlasting. He gave us all that he had, all the eights, He gave us, that's why he gave us his name. He said, when we use his name, whatever we ask in his name, it must be granted to us. So we own everything he owns. Oh, hallelujah. In his presence is fullness of joy forevermore. My heart is full because the grave is empty. If the grave wasn't empty, maybe I will see be called and identified with the first Adam. Is that the first Adam? Hallelujah. The next verse, then we'll close. Mephibosheth fell to the ground before the king Should the king show such kindness to a dead dog like me? He exclaimed, wow. He lost hope even in himself. Royalty, forgot who he was. May you not forget who you are in Christ Jesus. Always remember that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Always remember that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Never forget how God how much he loves you. Not because of what you can give him. Not because of the worship you give him. (laughs) You see, God created most of these things for us. He created them for us so we can identify with his divinity. Did you know the temple that God be, uh, told, uh, told David that I'm not a man that lived in the temple? that that temple that was dedicated over a period of seven days was later made for idol worshiping? The same sanctuary. Because God did not live in a a house built with hands. Then Jesus Christ came and said, a time is coming when those who will worship me in truth and in spirit, no longer have to go to Jerusalem, but they will worship me anywhere because He has made us His living temple. Tell somebody, I am the temple of the living God. I am fully restored. I am not a dead dog. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I don't struggle in His presence. I know what to say to him. Not because I am the best speaker. Because he recognizes my voice. Hallelujah. Just praise him. Just get up and give him praise. Just worship him because he recognizes you. He recognizes your voice. He recognizes your hand. He knows that you are. You need restoration. Not because you ask him. Not because you are kind. He said, I will be kind to you. Oh, Father, we appreciate you. I give you the praise. I give you the honor. I ask, oh God, that you will restore every one of us that is here today. Everyone that is calling out to you today. Father, restore them to their place which you have prepared for them. In the name of Jesus, restore their health, restore their businesses, restore their marriage, restore their children. Father, let joy unspeakable become your portion in the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you for you are God. We magnify you for you are God alone. In the heavens, you are Lord. On the earth, you are God. Everything belongs to you. Father, we thank you. Because you are an amazing God. You are an amazing God to me. You answer my prayer. You answer everyone that calleth unto you in truth and in holiness. What a wonderful God you are. The almighty God. The All-knowing God. The all-sufficient God. The mighty Savior. Father will bless your name. Be glorified in your temple. Be glorified in our life. Let our life praise you. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. We thank you for what the enemy meant for evil. You've turned it out for our good. Is our testimony now. And we wave it unto you because you have allowed it to happen that we are today celebrating your goodness. Mighty God, let every heart continually rejoice before you. Father, David became a helper to Jonathan. Father, in this same wise, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that the enemy will not attack their helpers. Everywhere their helpers are, may God cause them to be motivated to help you to help you. May them that has forgotten you, that are supposed to help you, may God remember them and put that word in their hearts. Until they help you, may they have no rest. Everything that belongs to you that the enemy has taken, I declare the grace of God will cause it to come to you. I declare total restoration. Anywhere you you need restoration, I pray that the spirit of God that knows the song that we needed to sing today and cause us to sing that song. May he cause those people that need you to favor you. Everyone that meets you, may their life rub off on you. May you be a blessing as God has declared. May you have more than enough in every situation. You will not be overwhelmed. You will not mislabel yourself before any king or any man. In the presence of God, who you are is who you will be. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah.